Willie Do, it happened. You see the hat. You were uh, you were there. At least you were watching. You were a part of it. You witnessed it. Mm-hmm. Toronto Raptors, world champions. You know, exciting times. Like it just uh, it was a bit surreal last night. I mean, I've been following this team for twenty five years since I'm a kid, and I it just it's just a hard road. You look at the last decade; it's the same teams keep popping up as champions. It's a lot of super teams. It's not teams like this one. It's not cities like this one. Not normally. And I think that's why this city embraced this team so much. I think it's why this city was out like crazy last night. I put out a tweet of Young and Dundas, a video, helicopter video of Young Dundas Square. Man, there were people out in the street. It was just a special moment. And this team deserves it. I know there were injuries. There's always going to be something. This grind is long in the playoffs. You know, I, I feel like I've been in I feel like I've been in the playoffs for a while now watching this. Mm-hmm. And so there's gonna be damage. People are gonna go down. There's gonna be casualties, not actually, but metaphorically. And you have to persevere. That's the message. This team they they kept on and they got contributions from different places. From different guys. They spread it out. What I like most about that final game there is Kawhi only had to put up 19 or around 20 points, something like that. And the role players came in. The Pascal Siakams, the the Fred Van Vliet's of the world. They had to put up 20 points themselves. You have 26 for Pascal. You have 26 for Lowry. How about Kyle Lowry? You know, the man takes so much heat on social media. To come out and have a first quarter like that, you don't win that game without that first quarter. Bottom line. points in the first quarter. And he was shooting the lights out. He came out aggressive. He set the tone. He said, hey, man, we're not going to back down. Mm -hmm. You know? We lost the last game, but we're not going to back down. And he went toe-to-toe in er in those early stages with guys like Klay Thompson, guys who who have historically put huge numbers up in those types of moments. So I get it. Injuries, it's unfortunate on the Golden State side. But this is a reset button for the entire NBA right now. It's uh, it's not what anyone expected to happen. They weren't likely to do it at the beginning of the year as far as Las Vegas was concerned. Now, here it is. And we could all take something from it. Uh, and, uh, not, a, not necessarily a ragtag bunch, but an unusual bunch to get to this level, to get to this stage. And how about Kawhi Leonard coming off of the season he came off of previously? And into this moment here to to hold that trophy up. An unusual dude. Controlled, calculated, calm. A man of few words. A man who was willing to give up the praise to teammates. Share the MVP trophy. There was that moment, that video, he handed it to Kyle Lowry. Anyone can learn something. You don't need to be a sports fan to recognize the value, the merit. There's messages in there. There's lessons in there how to behave, how to carry yourself, how to remain composed in various situations. So Will's got some nice photos here. It's really a moment, honestly. This type of stuff is hard to do. We did it. And I mean, I'm just happy. I'm just I'm just in a vibe. I'm on a wave. Toronto Raptors, world champions. It doesn't seem real yet. Doesn't seem real yet, but congrats. Congrats to the team and congrats to Toronto. All right, there you have it. You got one. You got one. Yeah. How about that? All right, into the tech news. This is a weird one. 
uh, maybe you didn't know. I don't know if you knew this. Samsung patents weirdest phone yet, a vertical rollable phone. Never mind folding phones. Let's take it a step further. Let's do a rolling phone. Now, at first, this sounds crazy where you're like, uh, what are we doing here? We're, we're just getting crazy. We're, we're just not, we're just looking for some way to sell smartphones now. But give me a second and hear me out on this. This could actually be better than folding. And I'll tell you why. I mean, granted, you can see it gets a little fat down at the bottom there. But here's why it could be better. No crease. This immediately solves the crease problem. It will be a smooth display the whole way through because it rolls into a spindle. So an unexpected development, if they could get the chin portion, the bottom portion thin enough. I mean, granted, you end up with this really ultra crazy wide display. But phones have already been getting more narrow and taller in order to deal with single handed usage and functionality. And, I, and you know me, I'm never going to hate, hate on any brand for being ambitious and trying to do something different. That's just not my thing. So apparently, this patent filing was unearthed by Dutch patent archaeologists. Let's go digital. Of course, that original post, completely in Dutch. So we're on Tom's guide for this, uh, for this image right here. Smartphone with expandable display area. Now, is this ever going to turn into something? Is this going to replace products that have almost made it to market like the Galaxy Fold? I don't think so. This seems like a far way off to me. It has a kind of appearance of, it has an old-fashioned appearance. I mean, it has a top bezel, an earpiece, a bottom bezel. It kind of looks like a camera, like a point-and-shoot camera or something. But what it goes to show you is the, the opportunities that OLED opens up for you in having a display that can flex. And it's not just folding. And for those that are, are very uh, sensitive to the idea of creases in their devices, this could be an implementation that could skip that, but still give you the transforming capabilities of a foldable display to a certain extent. So what do you think, Will? Very cool. Rolling smartphones. I mean, Samsung's doing no, not Samsung. LG is doing the rolling television, which apparently I think they're going to send it to us or we'll do a video on it. That's the, that's the OLED display that rolls up out of a console or rolls into, rolls out of, and you, never, you don't have to look at it when you're not watching it. So who knows? Maybe, maybe more things need to roll. Maybe that's what we're missing. Look how thin that is. It rolls right into, look at that. It's incredible. I think they shot that at Vegas. I've stayed in that hotel. That's the Palms. You stayed there too, Will, didn't you? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's the Palms. Palms Place Hotel. Anyway, rolling TVs, rolling smartphones. It's all happening. I've said it before. Blade Runner. Future. Willie Do. How about Willie Do's new light, ladies and gentlemen? Look at that. You see that green hue? He was like, he came in. He's like, look, I'm just, situation's just not cool enough right now. He, he looked me straight in the eye. He said, I'm going to need to make some changes over here. And I was like, geez, man, don't do anything too extreme. I was like, more extreme. green. Yeah, I was like, don't do I'm anything like, too, too extreme. I was like, just green. And, and so he started making demands. And this is what we have now. We've got green Willie do. And who knows, tomorrow he might be red. He could be a lot of different colors. But anyway, he's looking, looking yeah. real good, really cool, which was the main thing. He just said, whatever it is, make me look cool. 
because that's what the people are looking for. That's what yeah. they want. And, and to be quite fair, it's what you deserve. Thanks. You know? Appreciate it. So, Pixel 4, let's talk about the Pixel 4 a little bit. I did the video, okay, on the, on the, the metal slab that at the time it was speculative. This is going to be the next Pixel. People are like, that looks like the next iPhone, the leaks and rumors and so forth. And the conversation on social media now, now that Google came out and confirmed the design of the next-gen Pixel, the conversation now is like, why? Why would Google do this? This is unusual behavior for a smartphone company to confirm a leak and to, to kind of uh, uh, to get out in front of their actual event, of their actual announcement, and give you this glimpse, give you this preview. So there's been a lot of speculation as to why. So one of the reasons, one of the speculations is they want to get in front of the iPhone because those iPhone leaks were pretty well established and people started to believe them that, okay, that's going to have this square pancake style rear lens camera setup. So, so maybe uh, Google gets out in front and, and the public, it, within the public sphere, people start to assume that maybe Google was working on it first. And maybe they, maybe they get pegged for being the innovators of the square pancake situation. So they could jump out in front. Maybe there's a speed advantage from that standpoint. That's one reason. That's one speculation. Now, the other speculation is that maybe this phone is closer to ready than we might be aware. So typically, you would see the Pixel device in October maybe they're not waiting that long this year. Maybe they're going to try to jump the gun. Maybe they're going to try to get ahead of the release cycle. And so they're like, hey, we can start to tease it right now. That could be another reason. And then the last reason could be the cool factor. It could be, hey, we're, we're part of the conversation. Hey, we're talking about leaks. Hey, we're talking about pixels on social media. Let us jump in too. Let us, let us become a part of the conversation. Uh, we're, 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 we're just like you guys. We're just as pumped. And if you look at their caption, it kind of has a bit of that vibe to it. You know, where, uh, well, since there seems to be some interest, here you go. Wait till you see what it can do. Hashtag Pixel 4. I mean, very corporate tweet, but, but yeah, giving credence, giving a nod to social media saying like, hey, you, you got us. And here you go. That's a possibility as well. Here's what I think, you know. I just think, I think that this design, based on the immediate feedback that I saw when I first posted the piece that I did, I think the design is a bit polarizing. I think we've seen, with the exception of Huawei and the Mate series, we've seen a particular type of camera cut out for so long. Which is like, you know, this this sort of uh, semicircle, this sort of cylinder thing. We've seen all these different cutouts, but they've kind of been in the same territory. Uh, the implementation on Samsung's up and down, right, on the S10. Uh, the, the Huawei implementation on the P30 series. Again, I'm, I'm making the exception of the Mate series, which did the Square. So the Square itself has been polarizing, both on the Apple leaks and also on the Pixel leaks, where you'll get some people that come on the tweet stream there in the replies and just be like, ugly, hate it, not buying it, stuff like this. So here's what I think. 
and this might be a futuristic approach to marketing this stuff. Anytime you want to make a change in this, in this realm, you're going to get that type of feedback, right? Anytime you want to make a change to a well-established design style, something like this, you're going to get this uh, knee-jerk, why would you do that? So if you come out early with a subtle version of it, a subtle kind of teaser, and you say, look, here's what to expect, then when the eventual product comes out, there might be less uh, a less visceral response where people, Ugh! you know that, what I'm talking about? Like people are very knee-jerk. They, it's, it diminishes over time with exposure. And I said this when this came up previously is like, because I think there was a question if I like that or not. The more exposure you have, and I use the example of Yeezys, the more exposure you have, the more normal something becomes. And therefore, the more acceptable it becomes. And so maybe if companies start to leak their own stuff, the amount of criticism at the actual launch could be diminished because people sort of know what to expect. And then they just save a few tidbits that possibly they know are going to be received well. So this could be a futuristic approach to releasing new products instead of laying it all on the line and doing it all in one big show. Like, for example, the recent mac pro event but of course every iphone event and everything else they they try to save the whole thing up and like do the unveiling well that makes sense when you're doing a really secretive product and there's no leaks getting out but in a in a universe and in a time where there's leaks and speculation and and there's just so much stuff so many things to choose from this ain't the original iphone anymore let's just get honest let's be honest with it then it's like hey you can make the case you get out in front of it give people some idea of what to expect like a preview for a movie and then give them the full picture when the thing comes out. That's what I think they're doing, and that's and I think it's a smart move. It's relatable. It's a handshake. We're a part of the convo, and we're getting out, of, out ahead of the eventual product. We're giving you an idea of what to expect. So if you are in the market for a smartphone, hey, here's more information for you to use. If you absolutely hate this design, you can move along. You can buy something else now. Or... If you're kind of thinking about it, then you could become comfortable with the idea. And then later on, we'll tell you what it can do. We'll tell you why you're going to have this pancake thing. So it's just a spark the interest officially, not strictly speculative. I mean, otherwise, you got people like me with metal slabs. Well, mm. you, can't, huh, you can't let the metal slab take the cake. You know, look at you. Look at that. I'm the metal slab guy in that video. I mean, there's only so much you can do here with this. And so I, I like the move. I think it's smart. I think it's cool. And, and who knows? Maybe it's going to be embraced to a greater degree in the future with other manufacturers. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, we got to do, do our quick Huawei update of the day. Da -na -na, da -na -na. That's Sports Center. That's not. But, you know, we should have a Huawei update theme song because we got to. We, we officially, we're the official spot for like what's happening with Huawei. We, people need to know. So two things. I got two Huawei things. First up, there's an ad. There was a weird ad thing, a scandal, so to speak. Huawei apparently decides it needs more bad press, puts ads on phone lock screens. This is uh, via Android police. So... There's this thing, by default, there's this carousel type of background setup that you have on Huawei devices 
where it cycles through uh, a database of wallpapers and lock screen wallpapers as well as wa wallpapers once you've unlocked the phone. And they just like, <laughs> they just casually chucked in a booking.com ad into people's lock screens. I mean, that's crazy. That is, that's, a, that's a complete opposite of the move. I just, the Google move, which I felt like was sort of self-aware and cool. And then, then, then you have this on the opposite end of the spectrum. So Huawei getting all this bad press, getting all this ban this and that, and then getaway deals. Get at least 15% off selected properties, booking.com, on your lock screen. Holy moly. How offensive. Now, this is not unprecedented. Of course, Amazon, through some of their various fire products, will subsidize the cost of their devices in exchange for some advertising. But this is, this is, I mean, people didn't know they were signing up for this. Who knows? It's probably deep in the terms of service when they decide to use that aspect of their, uh, of the, the, you know, the wallpaper component to their device. It's probably buried in there in the terms. But this is, it's just not a good look. It's not a good surprise. Think about this, Will. You wake up in the morning, late night. You're out celebrating the Raptors' victory, as you were. Mm -hmm. Young Willie Do in the streets, champagne, whatever else. And you wake up the next morning, your eyes are dry. You know that feeling you have in the morning? The eyes are like, ah, you need, you need some eye drops or something to just feel alive again. The head is kind of pounding towards the back region as well. You're just not tip top. Maybe you open a window, you get some fresh air, you glance at your phone and you see booking.com. Book your trip with travel on your lock screen. You never saw it before. You might flip out. That might be the end of Willie Do right there. Yeah, I would think that my phone got hacked. Got hacked, you, yeah. Because, like, it's changed physically. Yeah. Or visually, I guess. You're not a happy camper, sir, at that point in time. And personally, I don't want to have to deal with you later in the afternoon if that happens to you in the morning. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to mess. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a dangerous game. You add the allergies to it. Yeah. Otis barking. Oh. And then booking.com. I wouldn't want to deal with you. No. No, it's a bad move. It's a terrible move. Huawei messed up, especially right now. Right now, where everyone's like, uh, you know, they're under the microscope. Well, no matter which side of the fence you're on, you got to admit they're under the microscope. And so this is the last type of story they want to break out. Booking.com, it looks bad on booking. It looks bad on Huawei. There's no, uh, no nice way to slice it here. But anyhow, they have said they're working on it. The ads are gone. They're sorry. They're they're backing off. They're not trying to defend the position. Uh, apparently, it's a it was a mishap. I mean, obviously, it's not a mishap. There were hands had to be shaken, papers had to be signed. Booking.com doesn't just show up there. There was a, probably a transaction that took place, but they're going to back off of it. And I think that's a good idea. This is not the place that people are ready for advertising. Huawei reached out to XDA developers to confirm the wallpapers have been removed from the company's servers and should no longer be visible to device owners. If you still see them on your phone, swipe up from the bottom to bring up the toolbar, tap the cross-shaped button, and tap remove. So you can remove them independently. Uh, I think they got, I think they caught the drift on this. Mm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think this is going to pop up anymore. If it does, uh, well, that's more bad news, but... Mm. You can let me know. I'd be surprised. Any Huawei users out there, did you see this particular ad or any ads? Uh, because it seems like a fair number of people were affected.
Not a good look. Well, they don't want advertising there. Now, next up, Huawei update number two. They are delaying the Mate X officially. They came out and said uh, they're going to follow in the footsteps of Samsung here. And, you know, you and I, we've been trying to get our hands on this Mate X for a while now. And it hasn't happened. They said, look, it's not ready. And we, we, we were thinking, okay, you know, maybe uh, maybe the they just don't have the volume, the retail versions. We saw at trade shows, we saw that one version floating around, but it had to be monitored. They had to be nearby. So we were curious about it. Couple of, a couple of them showed up on YouTube, though, on, on a few different channels. And so it was like, huh, maybe they're getting close. Well, it's not the case. They're not getting close at all. They said their foldable phone will launch in September now. And I think the original target was June. Well, we're in June right now. So that's quite a delay there. Uh, they stated that after what happened with the Galaxy Fold, they wanted to be cautious about their device. They didn't want to ruin or spoil their reputation in any way. And so they wanted to go back to the drawing board here and possibly uh, reinforce their device now. It, it, people people probably probably forget at this point their device was targeted even more premium than the Galaxy Fold at around $2600 USD so this was this was very premium for a smartphone they had the different folding implementation as well which was allowing you to have a bigger main display when in the folded mode so a lot of people were excited about this form factor saying this is the way it should be done. A lot of people preferred this implementation on paper uh, when compared to the Galaxy Fold. But I was always a bit concerned from a durability perspective, not having handled the device, with having a screen exposed on the backside when you place it down. You have your main OLED display, which having experience with the Galaxy Fold is a soft plastic cover on it. No Gorilla Glass or anything like that. So in Huawei's implementation, the backside of your phone is the remainder of the display. So how do you put it down without, I mean, I just it just seems like something you'd be nervous about and you'd have questions about from a durability perspective. So now they go back to the drawing board. They put the official delay on it. And who knows, this September thing is probably ambitious still. And Huawei has their various other issues to contend with, which are still ongoing and unresolved. So there's a lot stacked up against this Mate X. But now you put yourself in this question of like, so Samsung hasn't given us a definitive date. Many carriers like AT&T re recently canceled people's pre-orders. Best Buy canceled people's pre-orders. Uh, is the folding phone dead? Is it ever going to happen? Is it going to use the Huawei OS? Like the the other one? Can you imagine? I mean, not Android. That I mean, they uh, they they recently trademarked that OS in like twenty seven countries or something. They're definitely working on it, but again, this is not only is this device difficult to make. Imagine making an OS suitable to deal with the the various changes that take place with a folding device. Like when you flip it out, things have to resize. Android was already working on it, has been working on it for a while, even though, um, Google, I should say, even though the, their default Pixel device doesn't utilize that functionality, they were baking it in for a while now, predicting this eventual form factor. So, yeah, I mean, imagine you're contending with the trade situation. You're contending with the complexity of a folding device, which Samsung can't even figure out yet. And then you're contending with the potential that you may have to have a fresh 
operating system for this device if you can make it. And then you've got to contend with this guy. So Will's showing a picture of Donald Trump right now. So anyway, hopefully you can you can pile that all together and realize this is difficult. I don't know if the folding phone is dead. I think if we see it, it's going to come from Samsung first. But man, it's really unfortunate. Things are stacking up against the, mm -hmm. the folding phone revolution. It's going to take longer than originally expected, but it's probably for good reason, right? Like, I think with a technology like this, something this expensive, I was willing to be the beta tester. I was willing to be on the fringe. But I think for a lot of users, people who don't do this professionally, who can't take that risk, uh, it would have been unfortunate to see a lot of people make these investments and end up with subpar products or bad experiences and, and sort of peel the technology potentially back further. But I was excited to try this form factor, and I still am. So, hey, Huawei, if you can, uh, if I can test it out, I'm still, I'm still willing. Maybe I could give you some feedback. You know, maybe I could, uh, maybe I could, uh, I could help improve the, improve the product. I don't know. Yeah. Who am I? I? Who am I? I don't know. I'm what, a guy with a microphone. Yeah, let's talk to that guy. No, of course not. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I looked at, I, I played with the Galaxy Fold for a while, so there were things I liked about it, things that places where I saw drawbacks. It's, I don't even know why I'm saying this, because they're obviously not going to completely redo the thing at this point. Whatever they're going to change is going to have to be minor because the development of these products takes years. You know this, Will. Mm -hmm. It takes a really long time, the development of these products. So I don't know what they can change in a short period of time going from a June launch date to a September launch date. I guess what I'm getting at here, the main takeaway, these phones are sensitive. Neither of the manufacturers feel comfortable at this point. So don't hold your breath especially if you're a sensitive buyer. Do not wait around for these things. Buy some other smartphone. And only the fringe early adopter types that are willing to deal with the potential drawbacks of these devices. You're the only ones who should be holding out at this point. And if you are holding out, expect to wait till at least September for this device. That's coming direct from a Huawei spokesperson. So I believe it to be true. There's new uh, Apple laptops coming out. They registered seven laptop models and uh, they registered them with the Eurasian Economic Commission. This is something I guess you have to do if you're going to sell laptops in that geography. And within those models, there's probably boring ones like pre-existing models that are just going to have new versions, including possibly the 12-inch MacBook. But there's also a rumor about this 16-inch MacBook Pro, which supposedly... Uh, if the rumors are to, to be believed, could give you a much better, much more modern screen-to-body ratio on a laptop from what you're currently getting with the MacBook Pro fitting a bigger display in a smaller footprint. So this is the one that most people are excited about, uh, probably would have the highest resolution, highest quality display that Apple's put in, a 16-inch as well as a 16.5-inch. But you know me. If they don't touch that keyboard, then I can't touch that laptop. At this moment right now, it's too many uh, too many bad experiences. So maybe they can rework those key switches as well while they're at it. I highly recommend it, Apple. I mean, what are we doing at this point? Keep saying that you're making changes, but then you're also stating in the same breath that you're going to uh, expedite the repair process for people who are affected, which to me implies you fully expect this problem to continue. I don't like that vibe. That's not really for me. So hopefully... If they've reworked, if this 16, 16, 5 MacBook Pro is a thing, 
then hopefully it doesn't just come with a better display, screen-to-body ratio, modern components, but also that keyboard gets a little attention. That's going to be a must for me to be interested. Uh, the expectation is that they'll be announced in the fall, perhaps during an event in September or October, so right around the same time period as that Mate X that we just mentioned in the previous segment there. Uh, I think it'll happen. I think these laptops have to get modernized uh, in the sense of screen-to-body ratio, for example. We were talking recently about the MateBook product. It's got that crazy slim screen-to-body ratio. Of course, we have uh, this device that I recently featured from Lenovo S940. And this thing as well, this ridiculous screen-to-body ratio. I'll showcase it right there. Look at that. That thing is all screen. So you get this. Look how slim the bezel is over here on this side. It's barely there. Same as on the top. In fact, they had to poke the uh, the camera out the top. Those of you just listening, you can't see this, but I'm talking about a very ultra-portable notebook. You can check the video on Unbox Therapy. And it maintains a 13-inch display in a crazy small form factor because they're able to shrink that bezel down. So I think Apple needs to take notes here, actually has to implement some of this stuff fairly rapidly because that's what's happening in the PC laptop marketplace. And... Uh, and they're kind of lagging in that department. So there's the MateBook X. I mean, that's a crazy slim uh, bezel on that display. So we should see that happening in Apple laptops fairly soon, uh, as this suggests, September, October, around that range. All right, last up, bit of fun here. I don't know if you saw this, Will. Miller Lite created a beer can that doubles as a video game controller, calling it the Can Troller. All right. Now, this is obviously the hot segment of the entire show here because this is just straight bananas. The first controller you can drink. <laughs> Way to go, Miller. You know, beer, beer companies, you know what you can count on them for? Marketing schemes. They're never going to run out. They're never going to run out of ways to try to sell you beer, Willie Do. Mm. I mean, I know you're not buying. No, I'm more of a wine guy. Yeah, you're not buying. No matter what they do. But they're not going to stop trying. But this, though, controller. You might get the can controller. But I, I think you still drink it. It's still a beer as well. That's the crazy part. Rechargeable, Bluetooth, lithium ion, haptic feedback, fine Pilsner beer. It's a combination of things you never expect. Who is that guy? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's Eric Andre. Yeah. Wow, you get Eric great. Andre to launch the thing? Who would have thought? What, does he have a haircut? He got a haircut. Yeah, he looks so different. What a legend. Crazy. So it's a real working thing. Get ready to take your Super Smash Brothers experience to a whole new level with the controller. Uh, select fans 21 and older had a chance to win one of these at E3 this year, oh. the Expo. And it connects to computers and game consoles via Bluetooth and equipped with rechargeable batteries. And it's even okay to refrigerate it. It can stand being put in the fridge. So they made 200 of these can trollers for the launch, but they plan on producing several hundred more. And they say, they claim, that 40% of gamers already drink beer when they play. <laughs> Is that right, Kirk? You're a gamer. Have you ever cracked a beer while playing? All the time, he says. So he's part of that 40%. I guess the rest are into the energy drinks. You got this, uh, it's one or the other, beer or energy drink. You got to decide which direction you're going. But Miller trying to capitalize on the gamer culture 
Like, who isn't right now? Everybody's coming after the gamer culture. And beer doesn't want to be left behind. They got sports. Now they want to get esports. They want to get streaming. They want to get on Twitch. They want to get all over. So you put the controller in the can and you just showcase, hey, we care. We're with you. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of, it's a bit of fun. I mean, it's not meant to be practical, obviously. It's a bit of fun. That's why they got Eric Andre. You get Eric Andre, you try to like send a message. Hey, have a laugh. Chill out. You had too many energy drinks. Yeah. Take, take a break. Relax here. Uh, play a video game on your can. All right? I think it's pretty cool. It's a bit weird, but it's pretty cool. It's the can troll. I never thought I'd see today. Mm -hmm. What a time to be alive, Willie do. Definitely. You never expected it. Mm -hmm. All right. You got something you want to talk about today or what? Uh, just a quick one. Quick one. It's always a quick one with you, Will. <laughs> Every yeah. time. Just a quick one. Very good. One day, are you going to be like, yeah, I got a really extensive, I got a comprehensive one nah. today. One day you're going to do it. You never know. All um, right. What do you got? So do you sleep with uh, a light on, blue light on TV? TV, like uh, rarely. I rarely. usually turn it off. I usually turn it off. So apparently if you uh, do that quite often, you gain pounds. couple so, pounds? Yeah. There's a study here um, yeah. from JAMA Network. And apparently they uh, studied 43,000 women. And um, they essentially gave them a test to see if they uh, watched blue light and they got fat. <laughs> they basically gained some pounds. I, <laughs> Willie, you're I killing, the, killing the story here. <laughs> All the details. <laughs> so I'm trying they, to sum uh, it up. But. So they got fat. Uh, yeah, no, I, I see this here. Association of Exposure to Artificial Light. Thanks for scrolling while I was reading the headline there. Sorry. Uh, while sleeping with risk of obesity in women. So this is a correlation between having the TV on in the background, obviously, while you sleep, probably affecting your ability to get a good night's rest and therefore causing whatever stress necessary to, to force your body to hold on to extra weight, therefore eventually leading to obesity. I'm guessing mm -hmm. that's essentially what they find. I mean, that's a big group in a study, 43,000 women. Yeah, That's they tested, um, I think, in a five-year cycle. Um, they were age 35 to 74. So it was a pretty long test. Um, obviously, there's a lot of uh, parameters and, and different... Yeah, they say right here, as associations do not appear to be explained by sleep duration or quality or other factors influenced by poor sleep. So they're saying other things equal, like the amount of time, for example, and then the TV being on as the variable is that's potentially the component that's influencing the sleep mm -hmm. and and uh, affecting it or making it worse. The baseline and perspective analysis included women from 35 to 74 enrolled in the study in 50 states and Puerto Rico from 2003 to 2009. Will, we, we, you ever worked on something for six years? Yeah. it's. Uh, you have? No, I haven't. No, no I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. Well, maybe this channel. I mean, I've been at this channel for more than six years. That's you pretty, have, yeah. That's pretty wild. Anyway... Anyhow, uh, artificial light at night while sleeping reported at enrollment, categorized as no light, small night light in the room, light outside the room, and light or television in the room. Wow. So lots of different sources of light. You know, some people get real crazy with this, Will, where they're like, got to be blackout. They're in the cave. No electronics in the room. The buzz, the hum, a lot of LEDs, things like this. They really try to manage their sleep environment to get away from, from these types of issues. 
Uh, I kind of feel it. You know, we did the video upstairs on the blue light on the phone, reading it before you go to bed, affecting your sleep. Uh, I kind of feel it myself, like winding down more slowly, really getting things dark and so forth. So I could see this, but it looks like you have now found some evidence here. Willie Do is now a doctor and he'll be taking appointments and uh, get, <laughs> get in. Get in before it's too late. He'll he'll analyze your uh, blue light exposure and uh, your and your obesity level. Yeah. So apparently, and he'll like, call you fat according to the previous <laughs> moment. There, he'll quickly well, he'll quickly summarize and say, "And that's how you got fat." Fat. Apparently. And then I just. And that's it. Is there no prescription? Nothing. <laughs> well, and, during this, I'm just gonna say, like during this five six year period, they actually gained ten pounds. So that's pretty significant you know in in those years and if there's anything that i've learned in life it's just like you want to shed pounds as much as you can that's the main thing you learn in life well if I'm, there's <laughs> if there's anything i've learned in life you got to shed pounds keep healthy anything that you can you can do to to you know manage your weight is just to you know stay healthy wow I didn't and blue light is like a I didn't big expect thing. this to go this way will i just are, know are you uh, are you nagging our audience right now Maybe. Are you on Maybe dad mode right now? If there's one thing I learned in this life, it's eat your celery. <laughs> one thing. All right. Saying nothing else? No. Yeah. It's just blue light is is insane. Like everyone's looking at their that's phones true. at night. No, that's true. It's I think crazy. it's a cool, it's a cool study, cool story. I mm -hmm. who knows how all this stuff is impacting us. It's it's a lot of it is fresh. A lot of it is new. I mean, how many people are staying up late on their phones and screwing up their sleep patterns and Tech, technology is this double-edged thing. We've talked about it in the past. It could be this incredible tool or it could be this incredible uh, um, crutch. I don't know, this incredible... It could, it could have a negative impact, basically. Double-edged sword. Double-edged. Yeah. Both sides of the coin. Flip the coin. Heads, tails. Good, bad. It's, you got to balance it out. You got to have some discipline around it. And here's another example of that. It's like when you go to bed, turn the TV off. Take it easy, all right? What do you say, Will? There you go. Shed some pounds. Willie do. Shed some pounds with Willie do. It's the hot new uh, infomercial. Take home the VHS tape. Shed some pounds with Willie do. One, two, acrobatics. Uh, first you had, you had, uh, uh, what was his name? You had Richard Simmons. Now you got Willie do. Mm. So, and I'll take Willie do any day of the week. What would your, what would your moves be? Like for uh. the, uh. In the fitness video. Uh, reverse worm? Maybe reverse worm, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, that sounds... I'm, I don't think I'm going to sign up for that. Okay. Uh, well, let's take a question. Why don't we? Let's do that. While we're at it. Hello, sir. Just wondering what your thoughts on open source. Oh. Um, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience with open source with the exception, I guess, of Android, which is barely open source. I'm not a Linux user. The idea of it is cool. The idea, I mean, even in Android's case, that there is still an open version of it. It's not the official, it's lacking some elements. We've talked about this a lot because of the Huawei situation. It's a cool idea that there's a baseline level where uh, access is widespread regardless. There's no license necessary, stuff like this. I remember actually when I was in high school, I used to use 
an open source was it open source uh do document open office is that open source is that open source or just free i don't know anyhow apache license no there is a there there is a license software foundation open document it just it i guess it's it's far more open than what microsoft was doing mm. bottom line but anyway uh the premise i like the premise and I think it's been beneficial in the case of Android specifically, but that's pretty much the extent of my exposure. Hmm. Open source is like really big in tech right now because of all like the frameworks, like coding frameworks. That's your, this is your expertise. Did you pick this question for yourself? No, I, I you know. <laughs> so you did. Just thinking about Android, it's like, yeah, they have like a base Android that they can uh, give to a lot of um, hardware manufacturers, but then they have like Google has their own android like specifically that's dedicated to like many other features but i think in the tech space like people are using code all the time like uh you know github mm -hmm. like that repository it's just like everyone's just putting code on there and then yeah people can pull code and like work on their it's own cool it's a very free it. it's like a free mindset a free market mindset that yeah. like this these contributions coming from all these different places and this access results in more brains working on problems yeah that's it's a cool premise it's a cool philosophy it's like they build the foundation and then you can here it is you could build on top of it yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you need so this is your wheelhouse a lot of people don't know willie do it's yeah. what are you uh developer used to be hey man take it easy <laughs> that was very uh violent or aggressive? you're like you're like developer yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Developer, easy, big deal. He's a developer. What else? A scientist, a fitness guy. Uh, yeah. Obesity expert. <laughs> philosopher. Uh, you did web development. Renaissance man. Illustrator. There you go. Dog owner. Professional chef. Remember, you're opening a restaurant. Oh, There's yeah. a lot going on with Willie Do. Anyway, let's yeah. do one more question. Is there any shoe brand that you prefer or like most? Adidas, Nike, or are you more of a fancy shoe? No, never a fancy shoe. Oh, my God. <laughs> no fancy shoe? Oh, man. If I ever have a situation like, I mean, it hasn't happened in a while, but like, uh, say I'm going to a wedding and I got to put a fancy shoe on, just kill me. Just, just forget about it. Like, what are we doing? We're clacking around. We're tap dancing. It's like it's 19... 42. What are we doing? We got better technology. What are we doing? There's no need for this. Once well, in a while, though. No! For what? What are we pretending? What are we pretending? We're wearing costumes. What are we pretending? Like, I don't mind something that looks cool. But I'm going to take function over form most of the time. Because I feel like if I'm... The whole universe, the whole... All my outcomes could possibly change. Imagine, I got that shoe on. Imagine today I came with that shoe. Well, the fancy shoe that you're showcasing That'd right now. I'd be like, finally. Okay, I come in with that shoe, and I'm, a, I'm slightly, just one ounce more aggravated than I would be with a comfortable yeah. athletic shoe. And then all of a sudden, you come over to me, and you're like, hey, Lou, I got this new idea. I've been working on this project. Here, check out this thing. I go, shut up! Because my foot is sore and hot. And everything else. And, and then all of a sudden, you're like, 
I'm not going to take this from this jerk. Forget that. Forget the project. And all of a sudden, something never happened that could have happened because I was trying to do what with my shoe? What was I trying to do? You see? That's not a compromise I'm willing to make. Will. So they, they invite me to fancy events. I show up in sneakers. I know, whatever. Maybe it's uh, offensive. I show up in sneakers. You know, that's just the way it goes. And just not even any sneakers. Now I got really specific about sneakers because I'm noticing if I don't notice my sneakers, that's when the sneaker's at its best. Well, you, you don't even feel that it's there. And you know exactly where I'm going here. It's an Adidas Ultra Boost all day. I got too many pairs. I got 14 pairs over there. But what if this was... Uh, this Stop it! This shoe was... Uh Impossible. An Ultra Boost. Impossible. It was like the most comfortable shoe. Then fine. Then I got to wear that. You'll wear this? That's okay. it. I've told you. Function over form in this department. Like, if it looks cool as a bonus, sweet. I'll take it. I'm going to start with, a, with the function, and I'm going to move into the form. That's the bottom line. I treat a lot of things like that. Remember they asked about hats the other day? I'm like, it's got to fit right. It's got to have the comfort level. Same with the clothes. The shirt. It's got to have the comfort level. What, what are you doing to me? What right if now? it's a sandwich? Yeah. What okay. if you, uh... Yeah. Nice try. <laughs> Look at the fish one, the fish flip flops that you're looking at over there. You would wear those. No. If it's the most See, comfortable. That's not the most comfortable. I mean, I do, I do, I wear other things other than Ultra Boost shoes, but every time I try to switch back to something else, I, I just notice, oh man, that's not as good. That's not as comfortable. So I keep coming back for more. Adidas is doing something right right now. I feel like they got better tech mm. when it comes to a, a comfort, athletic, leisure type of shoe. This shoe is crushing. And if you look around, people, other people are picking up on it. That's, that's, uh, that's the truth on the matter. So that's why I'm going to leave it on that. And somehow you got to Crocs again. <laughs> somehow you found your way to Crocs again. And no, I do not own or wear those. And I don't believe they're that comfortable. What can I say? What a time to be alive, Willie Do. Raptors are world champions, 2019. Mm -hmm. You didn't see it coming. You know, maybe you thought about it, but you couldn't. You didn't put a bet down, you know. Beginning of the year, that would have paid you a few yeah, dollars. can you imagine? That would have paid you a few dollars. Quite a lot. So it's a special time. It's a special vibe right now in the city, in this region, in the world, in fact. And... There's a lot of, there's a lot of, I got a lot of appreciation to put out there into the universe. A lot of appreciation. I think it's a healthy, that's a health, healthy place to be. I think you're at your best when you are thinking about the things that you appreciate. Thankful. Well, you got to, you want to say something? What are you smirking over there? <laughs> no, what are you laughing about? I'm good. I'm good. I don't believe you. So these type of moments, these things, you you have angst, you have anguish, you, you're all pent up on the daily. It's so easy to pinpoint the things that aren't the way you want them to be. And then something happens like this that's been building up that you've been paying attention to and then you don't even appreciate it properly or celebrate it. Then what was the point of all that angst? That's a catch-20. What, what kind of vortex cycle are you living in? This is just... An example, it's just a little version of that. There's other versions. You don't need to be a basketball fan. I keep saying this. You take something from it. Appreciation. Stuff is hard. Working towards something. What do you think they're cheering about at the end? That the ball went in the hoop? No, that everything they did amounted to something. That they competed. That they tried. 
and they went up against a bunch of other people trying the same. And they tried better, smarter, harder, who really knows? But now it's the moment of appreciation. You let the other stuff go. And I'm telling you, that whole, all that attention, all that stress that you put into it, if you don't take that moment to appreciate, like they're doing right now, like I'm doing as a fan, like the city is doing, then you diminish the entire process. You need to put a stamp on it. They give the trophy at the end, the evidence of a job well done. I'm sure it exists in your life in some way. Maybe not like Kawhi Leonard. Maybe you're not getting champagne. You got your own version of it. Take a minute, celebrate, have a fancy drink, do what you got to do. Buy a pair of fancy shoes so you could be miserable. Do what you have to do. Appreciate it. That's the message. What are you 